Hey, Bree, how you doing? Hey, good and pretty good. How are you, Mario? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Hey, I was psyched to see you and Cameron climbing last week. How did uh, your session go? It was pretty good. Haven't been on ropes in a while. I feel like I just need to start training a little bit more again. What was that hangboard you mentioned to us? Uh, oh, it was the flashboard. And I think it's the best one because you can use it indoors. You can use it outdoors. It doesn't merely matter where you use it. You can hang it on stuff. You don't have to mount it to your wall. So it's pretty dope. Oh, that's great because I feel like I can't put holes anywhere in my house. But yeah, that's awesome. Where can I get it? Uh, you can go to Tension's website, and then whenever you do, just drop in the promo code Tension SAS twenty. You'll get twenty percent off. You'll support the podcast, and yeah. But then they'll get it to you on the quickness. Oh, sick! Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, are you guys climbing again this weekend? Yeah, I think we'll hit up uh, maybe the new. Rope gym down in the design district. Oh, the new movement is finally open. Nice. Finally, after our long wait. I know. That's a long wait, but I'm excited. Well, I'm looking forward to climbing with both of you guys, and I'll see you guys this weekend. Yeah, I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Friends and enemies, lovers and haters, welcome to Sends and Suffers podcast. I am your host, Mario Stanley. If you haven't already, please follow, like, and subscribe to Sends and Suffers podcast. Every bit counts, and we would love to hear from you. So take a moment to leave a comment. These go a long way and help others know what they're getting into and how good this show is. If this is one of your favorite podcasts, consider becoming a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you are investing in Sense and Suffers podcast, and it's like buying your boy a taco, hanging out, and getting to know the good good that is coming your way. Monthly recaps early show releases, and all the other cool things that we do. Thank you so much for listening to Sends and Suffers podcasts. This is part two of my conversation with Mahmood. I hope you enjoyed so much the first conversation. Now I'm about to dive into the nitty and the gritty. Enjoy the show, and I'll catch you on the other side. Um. So I think... Well, first and foremost, it depends on what style of climbing or whether we're doing. If it's bouldering, then I would probably handle it the same way because mm-hmm. it, it, there's less work to do. I sure. mean, you just got to carry a bunch of pads. And really at that point, having especially this is not always true everywhere you go. But sometimes when you have big projects, they just they tend to be taller. And so you want more people spotting you like, you know, it's just it's just kind of a habit like, you know, you either have short boulders that are super powerful and like, you know, like glass bowl in Arkansas. Um, uh, it's a glass bowl or hourglass. You know, it's, glass, it's, it's glass, glass bowl. bowl. Yeah. And then you, so you have something, it's short glass bowl. You, you, you can just work on it by yourself. You mm-hmm. don't need anybody else. But then like, you know, if you're doing like wet dream, like if you fall on the top of that thing and you, you just you and you only have like two pads, like it's going to go South real fast. Yeah. And so 
I think with bouldering, you can definitely get away with that with rope climbing. Um, it's, I would shorten the group down and especially with multi-pitch. So I'll put it this way. So, uh, the last project that I still standing project, uh, me and one of my best friends, Will Brock, uh, we went to Vegas quite a few years ago and we had two projects we wanted to do. We wanted to do Texas Hold'em, which mm-hmm. I think goes at a like 11 C 11 D multi-pitch trad. Uh, it was like 1300 feet, 11, maybe 1150. I think, I think it's 11, I think it's 1150. Um, and then we wanted to do the velvet tongue, which goes at 12 D 13 a. And at that point it was just me and him for the first day for the, for the first trip that we went there. And then the la- next year we went back, we had a bunch of people join us and then we took a bunch of other friends coming out and hang out. But what we did is we had them come and we were like, they're like, we want to go on our first trip. We're like, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll just take you out and we'll hang out. And we climbed, we had a blast. But what they splitting the trip, we, they end up allowing us to pay for our campsite to be a lot farther. And cause these friends were coming in and out, in and out. They were just like, you know, some people were just like, Hey, we just want to like do a day of climbing. Mm-hmm. And then they would go off and do their own thing, but they were willing to pitch in. So they pitched in for food and extending our campsite longer. And so that allowed us to then stay out there and dedicate time to working on our project. So there's like, there's, especially when you're trying to ball on a budget, right? Our, our project on a budget, you know, I think if you're the strongest person in your community, just uh, be a good Samaritan and take some people out, you yeah. know, or Stuart and take people out. Um, but that's like different ways to do it. But getting back into the mechanics of it all, um, if it's going to be a rope route, I would probably really recommend keep it a small tit tight knit group. The reason being is, one, um, and then you should rotate it. You should rotate off days because you're going to want. So let's say it's you, me and two other people, right? Sure. My day on, I want your day off. You're in charge of cooking duty. You can hang out. You can do whatever you want. Cause by the time I come back, I'm going to be so wrecked because Will and I, we fell the first day. We, the, it took us three days to do the, uh, Texas Hold'em cause we just didn't know what we were doing right away. We mm-hmm. got into it. Um, and so the first two days we fell on multiple different pitches and we fell on a lot of other things. And then, but we basically finished the route. And then the second day we didn't, we fell on everything. We didn't, sorry. The only pitch I fell on was the crux pitch, which was this hard ass traverse, which basically no feet. Um, and then the third day we finally came back and then we just blazed right through the thing. So it takes a while to figure it out on those days. I would have, you know, what I would ask of you is just like food preparation, campsite, yeah. and, you know, and you're probably going to go sport climbing, go bouldering, you're going to do stuff, but it's chill. And then on the off day, I would do the same favor for you mm-hmm. because at that point you need to turn into a support crew if you're really going to be projecting. And I think that's the thing, like the way I've always done this with my climbing partners, you know, and whether they were just normal climbing partners or dating partners, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, today is your day. I am unequivocally going to support you. I'll belay you. I'll prep food for you. I will fly a drone. I'll do whatever you want to help you send from dusk till dawn. And then the next day is my day. And, you know, and then I think that Nate, that kind of dynamic, it just relieves a lot of pressure off of you. So you can really kind of like think about like taking it in. And then the next day when you're resting and they're attending to your gobies, you know, you can really kind of like sink in the route. You can mm-hmm. kind of look back at it. One thing I know one time when I did that as 
I went back with a camera and a big lens and I just took photos of the cruxes that I was working on and I like stared at them. So it allowed me while everybody else was climbing, doing their thing. So I think that's kind of the format that I would do is just have a small, a tighter knit crew, depending on the discipline. If it's multi-pitch, I would say you probably want to roll with a crew no bigger than six, preferably four. If it's sport climbing, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's bouldering, it doesn't really matter. Um, but then you just, you really want to make sure you have an alternate day, like one day on one day off one day on. And then just for camaraderie's sakes, I do recommend, depending on how long you're able to be out there, I do recommend having a day where the whole group is off and just like, you know, and this is just me coming from the coach inside of me. It's just a nice to have a whole day where you get to see everyone's faces. Everyone gets to talk about their projects. Everyone gets to talk about what's going on, show you pictures, you get to be involved and you get to kind of be more of a community and you build your friend circle mm-hmm. and you kind of, that becomes important. And I think that's kind of the thing that's lost in projecting. And that's what kind of gets lost with people just so focused on like, I got to do this climb. I got to send this. I got to do this. Um, I think that really gets lost. So right. yeah, that would be the format. The format would be bouldering, big crew, uh, rotate around sport climbing, medium sized crew, big crew is 10 or more. Medium sized crew is four arm. Uh, what is I would say six, uh, around six to eight, and then for multi pitch, I would say a crew no bigger than four to six mm-hmm. people, and then alternating off days, uh, alternating rest days, so you can support your team. That makes sense. Yeah, we did that at Waco. We had the everyone had the same day off. This mm. and that. It's nice. It's nice. It really was. We we just got to hang out in the area and because everything was shut down, we just hung out, yeah. uh, walked around, uh, met other climbers, mm-hmm. talked about what they were going. And you, you're right. You get to reflect on your own projects and you get to just, you also get people who have sent it before and they can like give you beta, which is so nice. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'll never forget one year in Waco, we had a group day off and we all just end up like, we were just out there lying on our, our, our uh, sleeping pads and we're just like sleep, like just lying, talking. And then like a group of four of us just, we inadvertently all just fell asleep lying in the middle of the sun, like taking a sun bath outside in the middle of the winter. It was yeah. great. You don't get that. You don't get that anywhere else, man. No, it's, you it's don't. Good times. Yeah. Can't wait to go back outdoors, man. I'm just hitching to go back. No, well, it, the season is, we're going to, ha- we're getting ready to have a small little window of the season. Mm-hmm. The weather's a little crazy around here right now. Yeah. So are you, wh- Oh, good. No, no, no. A uh, question for you real quick. Um, at when did you become a social, uh, social media phenomenon? And like, how did that happen? Because I know, right. I know that's a question that everybody's like, like I can, I can literally hear people listening to this podcast right now, chomping at the bit, like tell me how did this thing happen? Because, um, I want to, I want to preface this in two different ways. One, I think people just want to know, right. Two, I think people want to know because as much, and I, I'm, I'm, I am calling the kettle black here, so I'm just going to be very clear. I'm calling the kettle black as much as I feel like that's more of something that people want to do. And I think some people like creating art for the sake of creating art. Mm-hmm. I try to put myself in that category, but I think more people want to achieve what you've achieved and right. more, more people want to do that. And I think there's space and room for it. Um, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all this has over a billion users and not everybody's, you know, unless you're Kim Kardashian, you don't have the most eyes. Um, but I think people would like to know how to, 
how this came about for you. And I guess my, uh, how did it come about? And what is different about you now in comparison to then? So how social media happened, which is kind of a funny story in and of itself. I, I actually don't care for social media. I, I, I don't have a Facebook. I don't have Snapchat. I was actually in the middle of getting rid of it all before it all kind of took off. Uh, what happened was when I was doing Ninja and in order to get on the show, you had to have an online presence. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how do I achieve that? And I felt like I was just so late to the game, but I started seeing what other Ninja Warriors were doing. And I just followed every single one that was successful. That's oh. it on my Instagram. I just followed every single one of them and I copied them. And that makes sense. And like, I was like, these people are famous in the country, but like my local community doesn't know them. And so if I just take what they're doing and mimic it, uh, I should benefit the same way they're benefiting. And what I noticed was a lot of the ninjas were doing the same things for themselves. Like I would see one ninja do one thing and another person copy that person. And it just, you see the trends. Yeah. And so I would follow the trends and through trial and error, like I would just keep posting and keep doing things and seeing what worked and what didn't work. Then you start seeing what people react to and what they don't. Um, so mainly with social media, it's like a combination of three different things. Um, consistency, hard work and luck, mm. like just luck. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, it, there, that's a factor. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And so, but you can be lucky, but if you're given a lucky opportunity, do you know how to handle it? And I wanted to make sure, should I ever get lucky in any part of my life that I want to be able to handle that opportunity. And so with social media, I would just, well, like with climbing, I just started, I was always filming myself anyways. And I just would learn and stuff like that. And then what I, I was already like already used to posting for Ninja Warrior and like mm-hmm. posting stories. And I got comfortable being on the, on the phone. And like, that helps a lot is yeah. being comfortable recording yourself in public, you know, holding a phone in selfie fashion and be like, hi everybody, welcome to whatever. And like everyone's around you like, what's this guy doing? Like, yeah. Yeah. And like you gotta, I got over that real quick. And once that happened, it was just like, just do it because there's, there's going to be one, at least one person out there who wants to see what you're doing. Agreed. And so, uh, at first when I would, when I was a new climber too, I would always look up videos on technique and things like that. And at the time, what, like if you, if anybody was a new climber four years or five years ago and you were on YouTube, you, we all probably watched the same videos, mm-hmm. like the same, uh, YouTubers out there. There's this one guy who was this, I think he was like Asian climber. was his handle or something. Oh on yeah. I know who you're talking about. Or geek climber or something like that, man. Shout out to that guy. He had great videos and great technique. And I, I, I learned a lot from him, but I would watch these and I was like, okay, we need to update this. I need something. I don't see people like me. I don't see bigger people. I don't see, you know, like people at my skill level. I just see these crushers. And then, you know, all the documentaries that were coming out that were just all these huge climbs. And I'm like, that's great. Like, and I even joked to myself, I was like, what if somebody made like a free solo, but like in the gym, like at a lower grade, just completely parody style. Yeah. You call it discount solo or whatever. Just like, <laughs> but like, you know, this one dude, like you hype up this one <laughs> V1, like he's coming in, he's projecting it and he's doing it. And like, and that's just kind of like how I felt my life was. I was like, people should see this. And, and like, discount solo. I and, love that. And that's just kind of like what I wanted to do. And as I amassed just all these videos of me climbing, I would post like anything that looked cool to me. I would post and, uh, 
I'd get good responses and like more people that I had, I was starting getting more people respond to my content of climbing than my ninja stuff. Mm. And like, I was doing some pretty decent, like milestones with ninja crossing off a lot of goals and posting them, but no, no reaction. When I would post, like I post one climbing video, it's just like this small thing. And everyone's like, that's amazing. And it's I was a niche, like, man. Yeah. It's a niche, niche, niches have itches and people want them mm-hmm. itched. Yeah. And so, uh, slowly, but, and I would, I started to have, I had like 400 followers at the time and more people just wanted to see climbing content. And I would just every, maybe once a week or maybe every other like week I would post a video or I would go to like find a project that somewhere and work it really, really hard and then send it and then clean it up and try to get it under like 20 seconds. So I could post it on, on Instagram at the time. Cause you had to have like these short mm-hmm. like films. Then, uh, is that, and so like, I wasn't that big of a deal, but people started you were adding. growing. I remember this. Cause I remember watching your thing one day. Cause I just remember looking at you. I was like, oh, I was like, like 5,000 came back like a month later. Oh, I was like 8,000 <laughs> came back a month and a half later. 25,000. I was like, damn Playboy. Yeah. You on the rise. And I felt like it just skyrocketed. Like once you hit like around 25,000, it just seemed like it was just going crazy. It was after like, yeah, you, it, that it, it grew just like the way you explained it for sure. So what, what, what caused all that though was like, I was already in the habit of posting and doing things. And then Instagram introduced reels. Uh, like I remember at the end of 2021, mm-hmm. it was like reels. It was, everyone was trying to copy TikTok. And there was, t- and I, I was like, all right, cool. And then I actually started posting on TikTok at the time and I was getting good reactions, like all my climbing stuff. I was just like, TikTok is where I'm just going to post all my climbing stuff because I didn't want to bother all my friends with all like just f- mm-hmm. their feed with all this climbing stuff. I just felt self-conscious about it. Uh, unless it was like a really stupidly awesome climb or a milestone mm-hmm. or something. But I was like, let's see how it goes on TikTok and TikTok. I would get fun and just edit videos. I was like, all right, this is where, you know, this is just what it is. and. I got good at using the apps and things. And then I, the hill opened up, uh, and they had that dyno route and I basically went up, went for a dyno. That was my thing. I would go to the dinos. I got the dyno. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I'm going to now want to film it and I film it and I missed the dyno. I remember this. And, and, and if anybody's listening, you guys know the video, I miss it and I fall like scorpion style. And I was like, ah, Oh God took me out. It was one of those like falls that you didn't. Oh, I, I thought you got hurt. <laughs> Luckily, uh, I walked away with just a bruised elbow. Okay. Like I was, cause I just fell on my elbow. Um, could have been a lot worse, Yeah, but it, it did knock me out for a second. I was like, one guy was like, Hey man, are you okay? I was like, Is someone talking to me? Like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. But I definitely was done climbing. And I was actually climbing with Noah Hill and he was there. He comes around the corner and he's like, you good? I'm like, I just fell. And I showed him the video and he's like, that's funny. That's hilarious. Like, cool. And I was sitting on this video. I was like, this is a fail video. And I didn't like want to post fails. Cause I was like, I don't, that's just kind of, Oh, like, people love it. Oh, people love it. Oh, they love it. Love, love. People love the trash. Oh, they do. And that's something I learned like filming myself, like just as a bigger person, there's one thing about like seeing a big guy being recorded one of two things is going to happen, something hilarious or something amazing. And so I was hoping to fall into one of those categories. And like, I posted that video on Instagram as a story and I got a lot of reactions and I was just like, okay, uh, let me post it on TikTok, see what happens. Nothing. 
I was like, all right, cool. Uh, my, that funny video like passed. I was like, all right, I'm over this. Let me get back to normal content. But then I saw, I was just sitting there by happenstance. And I, I saw that reels was like, Hey, make a reel now. And I was like, what's a reel? I tap it and I put my video and I find this song. I don't even have to edit anything. The song, this is the big thing with that video. Everyone likes the music cause it goes on beat with everything. Mm-hmm. I got lucky, dude. I just put it by default. It matched up perfectly. And I might have to like move it a little bit for the mm-hmm. drop, but that was it. And then that was it. I, I started doing like posting and ghosting. That was my style. I just posted. I didn't really care too much of a reaction. If it took off, it took off. And I like didn't know what I know now at the time, but I was just like, ah, okay, cool. I, I put it down and I was actually working at a, like a regular or working out at a regular gym at the time. So I'd rock climb and then I got a 24 hour gym membership so I could mm-hmm. work in the middle of the night. And I would always post around 11 PM. I would just, that was my gap. I would, all right, cool. Posted this video, put my phone down. Let me go and do my thing. My phone started getting really, really hot. And I was like, what's happening? And I looked down and it's like, you know, how Instagram will say, show you two people like your stuff and then a number mm-hmm. who else. And that number was like over a hundred K and I had just posted 10 minutes ago. I don't even With know. Wildfire. I don't know 10,000 people. And I'm like, Okay. And I couldn't open my phone. I was like, what's happening? Do I not have storage? I'm like, what's happening? I can't like, my phone is glitching. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I, I, I didn't get that many likes. I got hacked. I must've gotten, I must've liked some sort of like bot or, you know, those Instagram yeah. traps or whatever. I'm like, yeah, dang yeah. it. I got, got, dang it. I must've done something I shouldn't have done. All right. Let me delete Instagram, delete Instagram. And it's like, do you want notifications? I was like, yeah. And then it happened again. I was like, okay, delete Instagram, no notifications. I was able to open the app. And now I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, man, I probably got identity theft. How I got to figure this out. Let me change my password. And I go and you see the notification thing. And it says hundred, hundred, hundred. I'm like, what? Hundred, hundred of what? Hundred likes, hundred comments, hundred follows within 20 minutes at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? And then I look at my video, the views. It's, 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 it's at a hundred and something K and it's going and it's going. And I'm like, what is happening? I, I turn it off the next day. I'm, my DMS are flooded. Everything's going crazy. And like, I, it's, everyone's just sharing the video and it's, I'm just getting every notification for that. I'm like, all right, just ride this wave. I didn't touch my Instagram for two months. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle this because that video was still gaining traction. And what I started learning with about that video is like, it was super viral. Not just anything like it was vi- super viral. Yeah. Viral is sense. like one or 2 million views. I, I was, I hit a million views within the first day and I was like, what the hell? And then I hit 10 million within the next, the end of the week. And then after a couple of months, I'm at 183 million views. The seventh most viewed reel that year. What? It's nuts. I did not know it was the seventh most viewed reel that year. That year at that time. Dude. And, and so like, Everyone was like the biggest Instagrammer was that cabbie guy. You know him? He's the, the black dude. Who like someone would do something and he'd be like, oh, common yes. sense guy. Yes. So I, I was like, all of his videos were the most viewed. He was the only person who was more viewed than me. And then I'm now what's going crazy is now the local community sees it. Everyone sees it. Ha 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 ha. What really started making me feel weird is like my family would hear about it. Right. And like, some dumbass on my comment section posted like the comment section is his own monster. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of got to let it be where it's got to be. 
but one person posted on it. It was like, I know this person guys. And he actually isn't okay. He's in the ER right now. He was in the ER after that with some sort of brain thing. And I was like, okay, no one I know, just some random internet person. But yeah, troll. They did that, but I didn't see the comment because my notifications are off. And I was like, oh, whatever. And it's thousands of comments. They just, they're just in there. And they're not in order because Instagram doesn't have their stuff together. And so uh, I'm like, okay, my cousin messages me. And it's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And they're like, are you in the hospital? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? They're like, I just saw your video. And I'm like, oh no, haha, it's funny, right? I just took a fall. And they're like, but somebody said you were in the hospital. And I'm like, who? Who said I was in the hospital? And I go, look. And I'm like, I'm reading all these extra comments. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is a its own monster. I'm okay, this is growing. But now my family is sending me. I started having people like, hey, you're into climbing, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, check this guy out. And they're sending my own video to me. <laughs> and then I started hearing from everybody. They're like, oh, my dad sent me this video. My mom sent me this video. And everyone's like, oh, dude, your videos are in our group chat. Like everyone is like, oh, I know you. I know you this. I know this, that, dude, that. That's that. awesome. That is awesome. And I'm like, great. That's so I'm like, well, how do I monetize this? Like, how do I, how do I make money off of this? Right. Mm. And everyone is like, you got to keep posting reels, keep posting reels. You got to post every day, every day. I was like, no, I'm too busy for that. I'm lazy. I'm not going to do that. Like, why would I do that? That's mm-hmm. who wants to see me climb. And like, what am I going to climb? I'm not climbing like these crushers. I'm not putting out a documentary. Like what? No one wants to see me climb. But then like the thing that sat with me is like, I have a platform now. And now I have the, the your followers. You saw that the followers are going up. I have at least 10,000 plus eyes on me at the time. I was like, mm-hmm. how do I do this? How do I, how do I milk this? And so after about two or three months, I was like, I'm going to start posting content, see what happens. I posted something and it got a hundred thousand views instantly. And I'm like, okay, I have this power. How do I leverage it? I have the power. And I was like, in my head, I got, I started like just getting real big and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be the next Kim Kardashian. Like I'm ready. I'm ready. And like, dude, I was, I was following my numbers so much that I would compare myself to like, okay, Kim Kardashian is like really big on the Instagram and I started getting my, my video had more views than her. I'm like, yeah, got you. What's up? And like, I started like comparing myself to celebrities and I'm like, okay, so I have something here. Um, and then what I learned was like, okay, I have the following, but I have to do something with it. And if I don't do anything with it quick, I'm going to lose it. And that's what all like the Reddit posts and everything were saying is like, when your video goes viral, you got to ride that wave and milk it right so, away, right away. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, uh, I'm just going to post climbing videos. I'm just going to stick to good old faithful. What I, what I've always been doing mm-hmm. climbing videos. And what happened was, uh, more people were seeing it more engagement. And I was like, all right. Uh, but then you, you start seeing the numbers fall and you're like, okay, now I have to react. So basically what I started doing was just posting videos every day. And I would just, every time I'd go to a climbing session, I'd film everything. And then I would just the climbing part of it was easy. The filming is what I had to do and up it. I had to up the production. I had to make sure my camera was good. I had to make sure I had a good tripod. And honestly, uh, once I got into the habit of, of just posting every day, um, it, the more content I put out there, the more information I would learn and, uh, I would start benefiting. And then after about a month of posting consistently, Instagram offered me money, like to get through bonus reels. Mm-hmm. And branded, uh, branded deals, brand mm-hmm. deals. And so I was like, okay. And then I learned that the algorithm was pushing my content more. So more people are seeing my stuff. And what happened is 
uh, I started getting DMS from people who are like, I love seeing you climb at my level. I love seeing, you know, you look like me. Mm, and I, beautiful. then I started getting more of those and I started getting like the best thing that people have been saying to me is like, I started climbing or I got back into it because I saw your video. And then it hit me. I was like, Oh, I have a different audience. Yeah. I'm not trying to make money anymore. There's layers. Um, There's layers to this and, thing. And like, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps now. Just like, I, I mean, these messages and I'll screenshot every one of them, dude. And like, it's just a reminder, like, okay, this is people were watching and they watch and they're watching intently. Yeah. And so, uh, climbing gave me, I had a new purpose to climb and I was like, all right, I'm going to make these look good. I'm going to do good for these people. And if I'm going to climb this V1, I'm going to climb the hell out of the V1 and I'm going to make it look good. Yeah. How do I get good at that? Yeah. Polish up my technique, get good at climbing. Um, get good at filming it. You know, I, I, what I started seeing, like anytime I would let people film me climb, man, they're just, the angles are bad or they miss, like sometimes they'll miss a, uh, the crux hold or something, or they're cheering you on and it's not the best video. No. But uh, I just was like, what did I want to see when I was looking up videos? What did I, what was I looking for? And I just wanted to see climbs. Yeah. And then you learn, then you learn about the algorithm. You learn about the reels and you're like what people like and how to, how to post onto the, onto social media. And once I just found what worked for me, which was just posting short climbing videos and cl climbing well, like I didn't want to be someone who was like struggling up the wall in my video. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just not, it's not that it's bad. Like I see people climbing V4s, V5s and takes them like two minutes to get up the route. And you're like, all right, cool. Let's go. It's done. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah. But like, usually in my videos, I was like, if I did a dyno, the dinos in the first three seconds, mm. like I got, I want, I want to catch your attention, but I have to be, you have to have a certain skill level when you're climbing to be able to execute those moves like back to back and do them nicely. And so it was hard to do like the big moves. So I had to dumb it down a bit and like, I'm going to climb V ones, V twos, V threes, and just it's going to be, and make it look nice because, and so I would sometimes climb a route like four or five times before it looked right. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. And I would plan every move out. And, and honestly, it kind of reminded me of how, like when Alex Honnold did talk about in free solo, how he would memorize and rehearse routes. Yeah. I would kind of take that same mindset and be like, yeah, I had to do these with these. It's not on, on that big of a scale, but I would just put that much effort into my videos. And I feel like some people don't like to do that. Some people don't even like to repeat climbs. Yeah. A lot of people don't like to repeat climbs. Most people, I think most people want to flash stuff and move on mm -hmm. when repeating climbs teaches mastery. You learn movement. I mean, that's as a coach, that's what we teach all the time. Like the kids are like, I've climbed this before. I'm like, yeah, but you don't climb it well. Yeah. And, and that's just what I wanted to see. I, I just wanted, I recorded what I wanted to see. I wanted to see people like me climbing and climbing well mm. and, and proving that it could be done. Like climbing at my, my weight and at my height and my level climbing well i don't always have to look like i'm struggling because i want to i want to have fun yeah. i want to i want it to look like i'm cruising through it and that's that was my goal and the more i did that the more people would reach out to me and say hey i love your videos and then it, it then it transformed into people asking me for advice and how i did things and then the next thing i would do is just react to the community seeing what people wanted um but all that extra stuff i never stopped posting I always stuck true to what got me to that point, which is posting consistently and the same thing that I yeah. had to, I had to keep the same thing as much as like, I'm tired of closing this and another, but, yeah. but no, it works. I know the feeling. It works. And like, 
every time I deviate, it doesn't, it, it, I might get lucky. I might not, but every time I do it, I end up with another, like, like I'll have a couple of bangers yeah. and then like my page is set up so well that like the climbing videos do well. <clears throat> I get a climbing community now who are, or an audience. And then I also have the people who are following me because they, they saw the fail video and they're, you know, mm-hmm. the viral, the viral crew and the viral crew loves my fail video. So I post a fail video once a month and make it funny. And those videos get over a hundred K views sometimes. And, uh, then the videos that follow, you know, is benefiting from that traction. Mm. So like I'm, that video is probably getting a hundred thousand views. A hundred thousand people are now on that video. And then most, like I assume people are always going to scroll to the next thing. Yeah. So always make sure that next video is something I want people to see a lot of. And I just play, play like that. And then some, then you'll notice, Oh, views are dropping off. Uh, might need to post a fail video, might need to do this, you know, and you kind of, yeah, no, dude, I definitely, I, yeah, you're, you're consistent with that. This is something I've struggled with too. It's like, I like to create art. I like to create, mm-hmm. like, I like cinematically beautiful things, but then scrappy is what does well and better on the internet. And I've like recently, I feel like I'm finding more of my niche. It's even like the morning bowl of bowl of Wheaties. Like I like doing it. The only problem that I've run into is like, it's hard. Uh, the the big problem with that was um, one, how much time I had to spend on my phone yeah. looking for stuff and that. And I didn't like that relationship that I was creating with my phone and with social media. And then two, it just had to be more and more outlandish. And, but the problem is, is the more and more outlandish things were harder and harder and harder to find. People are starting to share them now, uh, some things and some of them I have, um, but it is, it, 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 it's weird. It's like trying to, I don't know. Do you ever struggle with, you mean, you just said you did in a way, but like, do you struggle with it being a grind and still trying to have fun with it? Sometimes for sure. Um, it could like with a lot of things, like when you make it work, when, yeah. when it becomes a work and like it, you're doing it out of necessity more than, you know, like you wanting to do it. It, yeah, it makes it your inspiration is not as there. You're not, going to be as inspired or motivated to do the same kind. Uh, but for me, like, I think I just kind of rely on my passion for, for doing it because you're right. It is art, like posting, like creating content is, is, is art in itself. Like, yeah, it's fun. I I like creating content. I think I've always, I've, I've kind of done a way of, of doing content since like the days of vine. And like when I did have Snapchat, I would, my stories were always funny. Like, I think I always enjoyed short, like the short, form style of film and how it like how you can kind of make like I don't know just little mini movies and little things like you can watch something for 10 seconds and it can impact you emotionally somehow oh yeah and it's just only 10 seconds so I always enjoyed that format and I think uh I I, I mean I and having a big following like there are people who are watching you and I feel like I'm kind of obligated to them to keep going and I I like that feeling I like knowing that there's probably somebody out there watching like my V1 and being like, Oh, I could do this. And it, that's what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just people like I'll, I'll have somebody like at the gym. Now that I'm working at the gym, more people see me and like, oh. they'll be like, and so, Hey, because of the bandana is like the main thing people recognize and like, Hey, that's funny. Uh, keep posting that stuff. Like I'm seeing you, you're climbing the routes I'm climbing. Like I like that. And I'm like, okay, someone's watching this. Someone's doing this. And that honestly keeps me going. And, I was like, all right, someone's, someone's learning from this. And I, I have to just remember that. And as long as I don't forget that, I, 
I will, you know, I think the content will keep coming. So what has been, Hmm. I'm trying to think about how to ask this. What has been the send and what has been the suffer of, of this journey for you? You know, it's kind of like, in my mind, it's been kind of like, well, actually, no, maybe I think this whole journey is, it's like, you've been like, you're saying it's the opposite around it's the opposite way. Your suffer was very much in the beginning and all your journey through Ninja Warrior, mm-hmm. through, uh, through, you know, from everything from boot camps to obstacle courses to now. And I guess the question is, is I've seen your suffering. And even when people thinking that you're hurt in your family, which is wild, do you feel like you are ascending now? Or do you feel like the door has just finally been opened? I think the door has finally been opened. I think, but I think so it's like two parts to that. I think they're still suffering. Yep. I think with new, with new, uh, horizons and new opportunities. So like, uh, just like, you know, there's two sides to every coin. Like you see the good part of social media and you see that, but there's a whole bunch of misconceptions that I have to fight. Mm. And a lot of like, you know, people will assume I have way more free time than I really do just because of what I'm posting on, on the internet. Yeah. Or people like everybody wants a piece of you. Yeah. And then, so you end up and you want to help everybody, but I find myself having trouble like catering to everyone at the same time and without spreading myself too thin. So I had to learn how to set boundaries. Um, a lot of that. And then, uh, there's another part of it is I still have people who underestimate me and like, cause you get, there's people who hype you up, who've seen you. Yeah. From start. I, I can only imagine the, the other side of that coin. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people who are like, Oh, like, yeah, you're climbing, but what's your big deal? Like, why do people follow you? Like you're only doing V V ones, V twos, like why? And then they just, they have to tell you, they have to let you know their oh, problems, I man. Know. I know, bro. I know. From, and, I, uh, I, I know I, I cannot tell you how much I know. I can tell you, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you how much I know after we're not on the fair, mic. Fair. Yeah. But then you get a lot of, and then I get, but I get a lot of that in person too. Uh, oh dude. Wow. People are bold. Yeah. No people, people don't, they, they don't give a fuck. Like people don't care. Wow. Okay. Um, Keep not pimp hand strong. Not, not, it doesn't happen as often, but like, especially if I go to a gym where I'm not like a lot of people don't know me too well. Um, and like, you know, you'll get in conversations, especially if you're bouldering with people. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like people all have had, like you get, I get unsolicited beta sometimes because people think I just don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. No, like, no, no. I know that feeling. I definitely know that feeling. I can attest to that. My first time at rifle, I was climbing and someone was like, yo, go through here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'll ask for beta when I need it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then I'll never forget at like my first time at rifle almost, uh, um, Audra was there with me at the time and I don't think she noticed it as much, but I had so many people come up to me and it was like, wow, you climb really well for a black guy or like, wow. Like, I'm just surprised you know how to do this. Like that was probably the most, most amazing comment I got all the time. And it was like my first time at rifle and people were like, wow, how long have you been climbing? I'm like 10 years. And they're like, Oh, I didn't know that you, you climbed for 10 years and you could tell what they really yeah. wanted to say is like, I didn't know black people have been doing this for that long. Wow. Gee golly, gee willikers. You're right. No, you're a hundred percent. I get, I got that when I was like, when I was top roping at a, at summit, when I was like not doing well. And like, I remember coming down and one guy was like, Whoa, 
you're so inspirational. And I, I don't know what it got into me. And I was like, I, I, maybe I was supposed to have a good day or something. And like this poor man, his, his only mistake he'd made was just saying hi to me. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I was like, he's like, you're so inspirational. And I was like, why? And he was just like, you know, you, you were climbing. And I'm like, oh, everyone in here is climbing. What's different? Like, I'm not, I didn't do any, I didn't think what I did was impressive. Like I just did something. I'm like, why is that? Like, yeah, you got to take it in stride. So I was just like, you know, that probably wasn't the best way to handle that. But I was just like, it, it, the same thing happens for the adaptive climbers mm-hmm. that we coach, you know, um, I've been coaching adaptive athletes for a little while and our new head coach, Michelle even helps me with things like understanding triggers all the time. Um, shout out to Michelle Patton and mm-hmm. she is tomorrow competes in adaptive. Uh, she is an adaptive athlete and she competes in adaptive nationals tomorrow. Oh, shit. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's one of those things where people are just like, it's so inspiring. And I've literally listened to people while we're having team practice. And they're like, I just want to like say hello. And I'll stop people. I'm like, Hey, before you say that, I just want to let you know that like they brush their teeth, they go to work, they use the bathroom, they do everything just like you do. And I understand that they are different, but I need you to think about it from their perspective. They are just here climbing. Mm -hmm. If you're going to say anything, just say, Hey, I think you're awesome. Give them a fist bump, walk by, right? you know, or engage in them in conversation and don't just admire, but ask them their name. What do they do for a living? Do you like, what else do you do outside of rock climbing and then praise them later on, but build rapport, befriend them Mm -hmm. first, you know, and you think here in the South and Texas, as much of a Bible bump thumping place that is, people would remember you've got to be someone's friend first. Yeah. Before you can start going in with anything else, but it just doesn't. People mean well. I know they mean well. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, though. Yeah. (laughs) You know, truer words were never said. I know people mean well. I think the thing is, it's just like, and I get that some people are like, well, I'm not woke because it's like this and I don't want to be this. And like, it's not woke. I mean, yes, there is a concept of wokeness. I'm not going to deny that wokeness Mm -hmm. is not a thing. There's a lot of good in it. And then there's also a lot of bad. And so I'm going to say there's both sides of the coins. And I'm sure people listening to this are going to be like, Mario, but you are woke. You had LBGTQ stuff on your podcast and this and that and that. Yeah, but I'm also a human and I'm multifaceted. And I see that there's good and bad in Mm -hmm. everything. And with all that being, with that little rant being said, we just have to remember that we walk around in our own heads right. and so does everyone else. So we have to remember yes. to get out of our own heads and just every once in a while, think about it from the perspective of someone else, not walking in their shoes. That's different. How would that person think about this? And if you don't know, ask. Right. And I think that's the problem. Everyone's like, well, I don't know their experiences. Well, ask. Well, I just want to tell them what I think. What if they don't want to know? Or what if like what you think doesn't really matter to them? You know, not everybody needs to hear your opinion. Mm -hmm. And if you feel that people need to hear it, just ask. Because most people I don't think will say no. Mm -hmm. Most people are genuinely curious anyway. Like if you walked up to me like, hey, I want to tell you something. Well, what do you want to tell me? Now I'm interested, you know? And if you're not an asshole about it, then I'm even more interested. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's like, well, actually, I take it back. If you're an asshole about it, I'm really intrigued. That's that's just who I am. I, I'm a shit stirrer. So but yeah, I feel like you'd match that energy. Oh, so yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, the kids, the kids, when they get sassy with me, they're just like, oh, my God, they forget who they're talking to. So it's like fantastic because I'm just I get so excited and they're just like, oh, <laughs> why are you so annoying? Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm the same way, too. I match. I try to match energy. Uh, with, with everybody in the community. And it's funny. Cause like some people, it, it, when you can tell if they've never experienced that, like sometimes they deal with people who just accept it and go mm-hmm. on, but I'll be like, no, nah, I'm dishing back. Yeah. <laughs> if, no. it, it, in circumstances, certain circumstances for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely, I think it's important. I think, I, I think it's important to do, be play both sides of the coin from our perspective. And then this, the PSA mm-hmm. I just gave everybody else. Um, so I want to, um, I really don't want to end this conversation, but I do, I feel like I want to wrap this up a little bit and I want to, and then I also want to say like, I want to have more future conversations with you because Absolutely. this has been really enlightening. And I think also like the conversations that I want to have with you in the future is, uh, I know people are going to hate us both because I'm going to sound so hypocritical about what I'm about to say, but. I want to talk about the toxicity of social media in our sport Mm -hmm. and how it affects our sport for people and places. And I feel like you would have a very unique perspective of how it is. You and I both have a perspective of how it's both for people and then in, and then just kind of have the conversation in place it for places right. for like the outdoor spaces and the places that we love and things, because, you know, I think with this conversation has been a lot of send, but I definitely would like to have a conversation about the little bit of the suffer and our responsibility to take this because you and I are both people who are putting ourselves out there on yeah. a regular basis. And this is a big thing that I, I've said on previous other podcasts is like, if you're going to be someone who wants to climb 515, 514, the futuristic 516 that doesn't exist yet, or maybe it does, mm-hmm. but you are taking up a position on a mantle, whether you like it or not, you're making yourself be visible. And we are doing it as a profession and as a hobby and creating our own art and creating our own content. Yeah. And I'd love to have like a deep dive into kind of like that world and like where we, where it, where it's where it was, where it is and where it's going. Right. Um, but if people want to get in touch with you, find you, support you, help you be a part of your journey, how do they do that? Uh, I, on Instagram, I, my name is Camel Ryder. Ryder uh, nice. is spelled with a Y. So C-A-M-E-L-R-Y-D-E-R. Uh, it's just a handle I kept from a kid and I don't want to change it. Uh, <laughs> be honest with you. Uh, on TikTok, I'm Big Man Climbs. On Kaya, I'm Big Man Climbs. Uh, I I dominate the hashtag hashtag Big Man Climbs. So uh, just look up Big Man Climbs and you'll find me on okay. uh, pretty much any other platform except Instagram. But in, the Big Man Climbs hashtag will take you to my Instagram. Beautiful. And, oh, and then uh, I also have I host a monthly meetup if you're in the DFW area or if anybody wants to travel. We host a climb big meetup, basically nice. uh, a meetup for people of bigger body sizes or plus size body sizes to mingle with other people who share the passion for climbing. Mm. And it's not just, you know, 
bigger climbers, this big, tall, small, short, anybody who just doesn't feel like they have that typical climber body, yeah, um, yeah. you know, come out and, and just meet other people who send real hard, who love the sport. And, uh, we just create a space for all of us to have a good time. Hell yeah. Um, and I guess, is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to say hello or anything like that? Uh, yep. Shout out to, uh, my climbing partner, Gus. He keeps me, keeps me honest and keeps me strong. Gusperado. Yeah. That's my boy. And that's, yeah. And my sister, Jinan. shout out to her. Uh, she's supported me in all of this out of my entire family. She's got my back and, uh, as a big supporter of just all my social medias and everything I do, she's, she's on it. So shout okay. out to Jinan. I love you. And yeah, that's, that's me. Well, dude, thank you for coming to the show. It's been beautiful. I look forward to for us chatting again and Absolutely. I look forward to climbing outside with you in like two weeks. Yeah. We're doing yeah. that for sure. Hell yeah. I'm excited yeah. for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show with my mood. This was a great opportunity to meet someone that I've known in my community for a while, but how often do we just pass by people not knowing their stories, their lives? We wait for them to get off our proj. Or sometimes we wait for them to get on our proj, steal some beta. But regardless, it's amazing what happens when you step out of your own shell and say hello. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, like, follow, subscribe, leave a comment. All these things help us. And remember, if you're not suffering, I mean, you gotta ask yourself, are you even sending at all? Stop, 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 stop.